0: you guys back with me uh, here this Monday afternoon I hope your week is off to an incredible start um, can't wait to share uh, a little bit about uh, or a little bit about what I've been thinking about here um, and I'll, I'll preface today's podcast uh, with with something so I, I was having a conversation on Friday night uh, my son and I were working out in the garage and as we're working out, I'm, I've got my 15-year-old son uh, sitting there with me and, um, you know, I could tell he had he had a lot of stuff on his mind, um, you know, because he, he was kind of milling around and it was my older son, my 20-year-old son's birthday and uh, we had just gotten through uh, singing happy birthday and having cake and then he was off with his girlfriend and uh, so we were sitting there just kind of uh, milling around in the house, my wife and uh, my younger son and younger daughter, and, uh, he, he kept, uh, kept asking me, well, you know, you, are you going to work out tonight or are you, you going to, you know, go in the garage? <laughs> and so I said, sure. Went in there and, um, as we are, uh, sitting there working out, um, started having some, some really, uh, in-depth conversations and, uh, uh, all, all of them were spurred by him, which really impressed me because the depth of the conversations and the depth of thought—I could tell these were things that he had been thinking about. Uh, now, for for those of you uh, tuning in right now, um, and those of you who are going to listen to the podcast or are listening to it um, in your maybe in your car or on your phone uh, somewhere later on—I'm <laughs> I'm one of those. Uh, those dads where the kids always roll their eyes at them because they're always um, thinking that everything that I do is is a bit too much whenever it comes to the conversation or uh, whenever it comes to things that I'm telling them or, or the, the, the way I talk about life to them. Uh, I believe it's extremely important um, that we teach our children, teach our next generations about life and so he and I were having some very in-depth conversations and something struck me as we were sitting there and, uh, we, we were just talking. He, he started talking to me about, uh, some of the books that I've always suggested to him or, uh, copies of books that I've given to him and just started talking about some very, uh, adult aspects of life, things you wouldn't expect from a 15 year old and, um, you know, we were talking about a number of things, and somehow we got started talking about uh, we got started talking about minimum wage, uh, probably because the news was on on the TV in the garage while we were working out. And you know, I'd made the comment to him uh, about minimum wage because, of course, there's discussion about raising it to fifteen dollars an hour. Um, I have, first off, let me preface this. I have no issue at all with raising the minimum wage. Um, I, I do believe that it should, at a minimum, keep up with inflation. But I was explaining to him uh, that the minimum wage was always meant to be an entry level wage, it was meant to be uh, basically a wage where someone who's new into the job market would come in and um, and, and be able to make money uh, typically, uh, you know, growing up. Minimum wage was for a teenager or a kid just getting their first job. And um, now somehow over the years we, we've seen that shift quite a bit where uh, more and more we see people um, who, who are adults or are trying to take care of families who are um, living or working for the minimum wage, And I would made the comment to him, I said, we should never condition anyone to believe that all their worth is the minimum. And and I believe that uh, as a society, we've gotten to a point where we've started conditioning or we've been conditioning a whole generation of people to believe uh, that 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 was all they, they were qualified for or all they should expect for themselves. And we were having this really deep conversation about that. And, you know, I started thinking about that and, and I realized, you know, traits are not something that's um, simply something that, that, that's, you know, consistent with eye color or hair color or freckles, dimples, facial structure, things like that. And, and here's why I say that. Because I was thinking about this as we were having this minimum wage conversation and uh, whenever we were having our discussion, he started talking to me about uh, people he knew or friends or, you know, you know people who um, had had no no one to talk to them the way that I was talking to to him. Uh, he was like, you know, I was surprised, uh, you know, that I started having conversations with some of my friends and I didn't realize how many of them don't have a dad and how lucky I am to have somebody. Uh, in my life like you that's talking to me about this stuff that's teaching me like you know you're always telling me about certain books and you're you're always quoting stuff you've read in books and telling me I should read this or you're talking to me about investing in stocks and always trying to condition me to think about don't be an employee start your own business what what are some businesses you would want to start and we, we were just having this conversation and he said why do certain people or why do people in general allow themselves to be trapped in in this box of believing that this is all it is? And, and I said, well, son, certain things don't um, aren't something that people consciously think about. First off, many of these things are, in fact, somewhat of a trait. Uh, if you look at certain things, certain aspects of life, um, you know it's not only you know things like dimples and freckles like i talked about our eye color that are passed down from generation to generation you know as i as i sit here with you today i would go so far as to say that not all traits that are passed down are positive now i want you to think about that for just a moment it's not always positive traits that are passed down from generation to generation um generational legacies and and the way that i i define a generational legacy is really a a thought or perspective or or some sort of belief that's passed on from generation to generation and this thought process shapes the foundation by which subsequent generations live so i'll give you an example you'll have someone who um, is born into poverty, for example. And you'll see certain times, there, there are sometimes situations in which, and please don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, I'm not knocking anyone's situation, but sometimes people are born into a situation and you see that same situation perpetuated from generation to generation to generation. And they never lift themselves from that situation because that's what they've always known. That's what they've always seen. Um, you know, I, I, I explained to them the idea of um, a, a circus elephant. So whenever a, an elephant is at a circus, if you well, they don't have circuses anymore because you can't have animals or any of that. So if you remember, for those of us who, whenever we were children growing up, which you you would go to the Barnum and Bailey Circus and you would see this gigantic elephant. And this elephant is anchored into the ground and elephant's huge. And, and, And it's obvious the elephant, as big as it is, as powerful as it is, has the ability to completely knock the whole tent down if he just moved or swiped his foot one way or the other. He could take everything in that in that tent in that building completely down, but the elephant simply stands there, with this little chain around its wrist and a stake in the ground. And, and you know it doesn't matter how deep that stake might be, but I'm sure it's no no longer than this, and it's you know pounded into the ground. And um, you know for some reason the elephant chooses. Not to free itself. So why doesn't the elephant fight its way free is the question. Well, you have to look at when that chain was put on the elephant's wrist. When, when was it anchored into the ground? See, what happens is they anchor this elephant into the ground as a little baby elephant. And, and whenever it's just a little ba- baby elephant, it tries to fight its way free. But it doesn't have the power or the strength to be able to free itself at that age. So what happens is over time, after fighting and fighting and fighting and not being able to free itself, the elephant then becomes complacent. It resigns itself to being in that situation and just says, this is how it's supposed to be. This is what it is. Pausing for dramatic effect. It allows itself to stay in that situation because it believes that's the way it's supposed to be. And for many people, many people, we fall into the same trap. We, we come up in a circumstance and we believe that's the way it's supposed to be. And, and I could give you any number of examples, but, but think about this. When someone who is born from an unwed mother, let's just say, is far more likely To have children out of wedlock than someone who's not. Someone who's raised in poverty is far more likely to remain in poverty whenever they become an adult than they are to break themselves free of it. Someone who's raised in a home where alcoholism or drug abuse is prevalent, it's almost a given that they're going to struggle with that same thing Whenever they become an adult, their home is going to be, is going to be challenged with alcoholism and drug abuse. Someone who, who is brought up with an absentee parent, nine times out of ten, they are not going to be a fully engaged parent. They're going to end up being an absentee parent. We tend to repeat the cycle over and over again. Whenever we're brought up a certain way, whenever we experience something, abused children almost always end up abusing their children when they become adults. I mean, and and I, I didn't go in and get written facts, but I did read a lot about this. Um, in preparing for this, it, it's, it's, it's documented. This isn't something I'm making up. Think about this. People who are on government assistance, if they're raised on government assistance, nine times out of ten, you will see them spend their entire life on government assistance and then many times you'll see people continue the cycle when they become an adult and they will remain on that assistance. So the question is, why does this happen? Why does this happen? And more importantly, how do we break the chain? How do we get ourselves free from that situation? How do we conquer our generational giants. Uh, I really could have called this one Facing the Giants as well because it made me think a lot about David and Goliath. Um, you know, the the army of Israel standing here on the side of this, this uh, on one mountain and there's a valley in between and on the other side you have the, the Philistine army but the whole army doesn't even come forward. All they have is one giant that they send out there. They send Goliath out to be their representative. And because the army of Israel has always been uh, subservient and dominated by the Philistine army, they see this giant, they don't even wanna fight. They, they, They don't even try. They simply say, it's not worth it. We know how things have always been. Things are gonna remain this way. We're not even gonna try to fight. But every now and then, what happens is you have someone with the courage to step up, to say, I'm going to break the chain right now. This is where this ends. And fortunately for them, and fortunately for us, because we have his example to look back on today, they had David. David who stepped up and said, you know what? Um, I'm not going to stand here. I'm not going to let him continue to defy us. Uh, somebody's got to do something, and, well, that somebody is me. So, So the question is, how do we break the chain? How do we have that moment where where we uh, step forward and free ourselves from this intimidation, these generational giants, this, this anchor that has kept us tethered into a certain place in life or into a certain, certain station in life where we can't break free from it? We, 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 we've watched our parents battle with alcoholism, and now we're battling with alcoholism. We've watched our family go from poverty to poverty, and now here we are in the same situation. We've seen abuse take place, and we've seen it repeated time and time again throughout our family history, and we want to break the chain. So how do we get to the point where we break the chain? What does it require? Well, first off, I think the most important thing is we have to acknowledge that we're being held down. Remember the, the little elephant? He doesn't even realize by the time he becomes an adult that he's being held down in place. That that chain's been on his wrist so long, he thinks it's a bracelet. He thinks it's just one of the accessories of life. It's, where it, it, it's supposed to be there. You know, it, it doesn't take long for something to become normal. And, and if we don't acknowledge that something... It, it, is shouldn't be there the the thing about normal is whenever something's normal we don't want to change things up too much whenever it's become just a part of who we are a part of our existence we say okay this is this is just a part of me this has always been there so i want it there so first off we have to acknowledge that we're being held down we have to acknowledge that there is something right now that we might be struggling with something generationally some, some sort of generational giant that we've been tethered to our entire life that's holding us in a place that we should not be and don't want to be. And I think that's the first thing we have to do. We have to acknowledge that. Now, secondly, we have to gain some clarity as to what we're anchored to. Now, that requires some self-assessment. Sometimes we have to be willing to step back, take an honest look at our life and say, what is it that I'm struggling with? What is it that's holding me in this place in life where I'm constantly feeling unhappy? I'm, I'm constantly in this struggle. I'm constantly in this battle. What is it that's holding me back from stepping forward and having everything in my life that God has planned for me to have? What is it that, that I have to break free from? I think that's the first thing we have to do. Have you, have you ever honestly had a, some real reflective time where you had an honest assessment of yourself and said, what is it that's holding me in this place? What is it that I need to break free from? See, sometimes it's, it's hard to have that, that conversation with ourselves because uh, we're, we're worried that, of course, if we acknowledge there's a problem, well, that also means that we've got to do something about it. So we have to be willing to answer the question, though. We have to be willing to ask ourselves, what is it that I'm anchored to? And thirdly, we have to be willing to fight aggressively to be freed from that chain. Remember, the problem with the elephant is that he stopped fighting. Being anchored in that place became normalized. He no longer felt like there was any reason to try and free himself because that anchor had always been there. He'd always been tethered to that spot. That was just how life was. That was his lot in life. See, I don't think that there's a chance that God intends for any one of us to be held in some place below what he's called us to be in. I believe that every one of us has has some, some place that we're supposed to be, something that we should be doing, And we need to live up to our full potential, to our ability, rather than settling for wherever we may be at that moment in time. So we have to be willing to fight ourselves free from anything that's holding us back, from the purpose that God has called us to. So the question that I have for you is, what do you need to fight your way free of? Is there something that you've been holding on to so long in life that you've normalized it? You think this is just a part of how it's supposed to be? Is there something that you need to say no more? This this no longer has a place in my world. I'm, I'm letting go, I'm breaking the chain, I'm freeing myself at this moment. I think uh, if we truly do some self-assessment, we're able to identify certain things, certain generational giants, generational curses, whatever you wanna look at it as, that we need to break ourselves free of. And whenever we do that, then we could truly begin enjoying the journey that God has put us on. We could truly begin living up to the potential that he's rested in each and every one of us. So as you go this week, I want to challenge you to just do a little bit of self-assessment. Ask yourself the question, am I am I being held down? Gain clarity on what it is that's holding you in that place and then make the decision to fight your way free. I'm no longer gonna be held here. I'm no longer gonna stay in this place. I'm no longer gonna allow the enemy to convince me this is all I'm worth. So you're worth so much more than what you've allowed yourself to settle for to this point. I believe that God has prepared a great plan for each and every one of us if we're willing to just fight for it and keep working toward. It. It requires us taking a step every single day Saying, okay, I've moved forward, I've I've broken free, but now it's time to start walking the path that God's carved for me. So if you do that, I believe that you will be absolutely amazed at everything he begins to do in your life. So hopefully, guys, that message resonates with you. Hopefully it helps you to break free of something that might be holding you back. Um, I believe that there's something special waiting for you down the road if you're willing to embrace it. So, that being said, guys, again, I just want to remind you to download uh, the Blueprint Podcast as well. You could pull it up on any of the major podcasting platforms. I always say this, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor FM, whatever platform you might use. Uh, But you could always find the Blueprint Podcast with Melvin Banks. And uh, I believe it'll be a great listen and something that you could learn from. And uh, I hope that you yourself will, uh, will actually uh, take a listen to it and share it with other people. Subscribe to it and share it. I appreciate everybody who, who jumps on and listens uh, during the, the live recording of it. But actually, this is not the finished product. This is just me running my mouth. <laughs> so if you want the finished product, uh, of course, uh, you have to go to one of those podcasting platforms and uh, download it. And that being said, guys, if you do that, I believe you'll be well on your way to, uh, to letting go of those, those things that are holding you down, to breaking the chains and setting yourself free in your life um, and beginning to truly enjoy the journey that God has put us on. That being said, uh, Nat Banks, I appreciate it, man. Thank you, brother. Uh, Mrs. McMullen, I appreciate you joining in over here uh, and dropping a comment. I will see all of you guys um, again next week, next Monday, 6.30 p.m. I can't wait to share uh, next week's show with you. So that being said, guys, have a great one. And as always, enjoy the journey. We will see everybody next week. Have a great week.